Hello there. Welcome to Digging Deep. I'm your host, Jordan Cameron. This is a podcast where I'll be bringing a series of interesting guests on to talk about their passions, beliefs, and views on the world. And through these conversations, I hope you can all go away, never being afraid to dig deeper into your everyday lives to find the truth, beauty, new potentials, and possibilities we can all truly achieve in this world. Today's guest is Dre Zera. Dre is a published writer and artist building up the unique following with his spoken word shows under the name Dre Zera. Let's get into it. Dre, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. How are you? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Uh, uh, it's an honor for me to be on this podcast. You've had some esteemed guests. Let's do it. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you so much. So um, actually, before we get into the, today's discussions and everything, what, uh, what actually made you want to come on today? Was there something, uh, have you always been curious about um, digging deep and what makes us hu- who we are as humans and stuff? I feel that with the writing that I do and also the kind of um, self-development and working through deep stuff, in my life in recent months and throughout last year especially I felt (laughs) like we should all really uh dig deep and I feel that this podcast screams to me and just talk about these deep things you know because I feel that we live a lot of us in this world live in a very superficial way and I know that I'm not saying people that are gamers or anything but I'm more talking about people that live uh, on extra um, on extrinsic values rather than intrinsic values, and I think that has created created a level of toxicity within society. That's a unique answer. Um, um, uh, thank you so much. Um, I always like to ask why um, guests like to come on and everything. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, so you've heard some of the episodes before, which I'm very thankful for your support, um, as always, my friend. Um, so you know the first question that's coming today. So um, when you were younger, what were some of the things that opened your eyes to a new perspective on how much positivity and perspective the world can offer you as a person? Oh man, well, it's um, it's a really, it's a really uh, mad question in a sense because I feel that uh, growing up and all that, uh, I grew up in the very early nineties, and it's in a world where, I mean, let's be frank, uh, right now as we're recording, the world has really gone to shit. But <laughs> but yeah. in the nineties, I feel that. Uh, it's, it's very interesting because growing up as a kid, I lived in a kind of two-culture dichotomy because I've had parents that came from a different country, completely different culture. They immigrated here before I was born. Uh, but once I leave that cultural bubble, I'm then immersed by Western culture. And I feel it can be a blessing and a curse in a way, but in essence, um, opportunities, I feel that um, one of the reasons, um, in my opinion, even though there's so many problems in this country and in the UK as a whole, however, um, being in a developed country that can give you opportunity that countries that are less developed can give you or enable you to spread your wings further. And uh, I am I am grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. That's beautiful to hear. Um, that, that that really is beautiful. Um, I know you actually just said there that you grew up in the early nineties. The nineties were a beautiful, beautiful time, man. Like, 
uh, you know, we had Blockbuster and everything, and it was just, it was a whole new world. But now how, how the world has evolved to uh, what we've seen today as well with, you know, how we can record our conversation. You can pay for things with your watch. Um, d- does that kind of scare you sometimes, how much we evolve as a society? Well, funny you say that, because earlier earlier, earlier today, um, I was watching the Samsung annual uh, CIES um, um kind of marketing the big the big annual chat with Samsung through the Samsung directors and that and they were releasing absolute crazy things so for example in 2021 later this year they they're releasing this uh this uh this uh, this kind of bot where it's like a smart vacuum bot where it literally talks to you there's an integrated camera that you can that can check and operate where your vacuum is vacuuming and you can set it to automatically vacuum if there's like sudden dirt on the floor and it it understands object permanence in that and then you have these super smart TVs that you can now do like you do workouts on them which Samsung are releasing and yeah it's like I think that technology is crazy in a sense but I feel that it's kind of a fight or flight kind of thing where like anything I mean like our grandparents wouldn't need to even consider debit cards or anything but for example, if you don't have online banking in, in the 20s, in the 2020, 2021 kind of area, then you're screwed, man. You're screwed because this is how societies work and you, you got to like push forward with it. And uh, It doesn't mean you have to like it or anything. It's like society. You have to adapt. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of... It, I mean, sometimes we do want to live in the past, you know, uh, like I was saying with Blockbuster and how you'd go and rent a video and if you were late with it you'd have to pay a two pound uh, late fee or something like the good old days you know um but you know kids kids these days they're probably going to say the same stuff about you know oh we had iphones and facetime and it I, I do see what you mean and some of those things that samsung were mentioning were absolutely mad uh i mean god I, I mean, do you know where we'll be going as a, as a society? Do you have, like, um, an, an idea? Have you thought of an idea? Well, this society is crazy. I feel that within the next five years, I think cryptocurrency will be far more popular because uh, there are already companies are accepting um, Ethereum and Bitcoin already. Uh, Starbucks are accepting it. And, and this just makes me think, it just makes me think, man, like, um, imagine years ago when we were like kids or like turning 18 or whatever, if we invested in Bitcoin, oh man, we'd have like platinum headphones and have platinum, like super, like 100,000 base uh, MAH kind of whatever kind of level to record this podcast in. But it, jokes aside, uh, it yeah, I think cryptocurrency will be king in the next five years. I think that there will be rising tensions with countries such as Iran or China, especially China. I think there'll be some mad tension with China. And I mean, well, thank thank lasagna. I mean, as we're recording, uh, Trump is out of being the president of the United States. But I just think that as seen by this pandemic that we've been living through, I feel I feel, Jordan, that let's be real here. Yeah. I honestly think that we're in a situation where it shows that there are political leaders that can't run a country and have agendas. And I think that there will be a bigger divide between rich and poor. And uh, I think that 
really, I think that there'll be more places that will lose its na nature. And but I think that we just have to keep fighting for it. That's a that's an interesting answer. I mean, I, I guess that can kind of lead, lead into a segue of what you were saying about um, living in a two culture dichotomy. Di I think that's how you pronounce dichotomy. it. Um, sorry, dichotomy. Yes, I do apologise. <laughs> um, so I, I imagine that's had um, a really interesting impact on how you see, um, uh, I guess, us as a human race on what you've grown up with in that dichotomy, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, what lessons have life dealt you in terms of adversity and what have you learned from them to better yourself in this world? Oh, man, adversity's mad, though. As 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 you yourself, you're, you're an artist, you're in a band, you've performed in gigs uh, and all that. And uh, I mean, adversity is fascinating because I feel that uh, once you stand on your own two feet and you become less um when you become an individual which you have to rely on yourself more and you have to learn your own way of living and learn how you want to bridge your own life and how you want to find your own path so to speak i feel that uh when it comes to for example performing poetry performing on stage and and all that i feel that i've I made like I've made mistakes of uh, feeling that everybody is your friend in the entertainment and performing industry because let's be real, uh, not everyone is your friend uh, because at the end of the day, not everyone is nice, uh, and I think that's naive of me to think of that. And people live through agendas, unfortunately, and want to go get get a leg up on someone through ulterior motives and that. But I feel that. I feel that um, learning through that, you know who the real people you can appreciate and trust and care about because I feel that once you open yourself up, once you get yourself in the limelight or a level of notoriety, I feel, Jordan, that it's one of those situations, man, where I feel that, I feel that for real, like it's, it's 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 comes with the territory because uh, it's like it's like trolling it's like trolls that you find on social media that just wants to like just say things just to antagonize you it's one of those things that the more people you expose the more people that you get exposed to the more that the trolls will rear ugly head or and usually either uh, chat chat shit to you because they just they feel threatened by you or they just want to chat shit just to get some clout, because, uh, just to get some clout. And I feel like learning through this, Jordan, I feel that for me, I just feel that it may be a stronger person because it showed me how real the world is because it can be a cruel place. But I'm relaxed, man, because the way I see it is that like uh, I, I've, I've definitely gained a strong backbone through performing. And uh, through that, you... Uh, you learn uh, as you do growing up in, in more and more about life. That's a beautiful answer, my friend. I mean, um, some of the things you said there really did stand out to me, um, especially um, uh, you said adversity is fascinating. Um, what, what actually made you realize this? Was it, um, did it ha was it like a lot of punches that life gave to you um, until you realized it helped you 
grow into the person you are today or was it um something else that you made you realize that adversity is fascinating Hmm. can you elaborate a little bit um was there i guess was there a defining moment that uh, made you realize that you know adversity is a good thing and you know we need to celebrate Hmm. it because okay okay so the way i see it is that I honestly think, right, and this is me just being real here, I honestly think that it's uh, what really what really should be celebrated uh, in all this is that what I've learned is, is that it's because of adversity is why I wanted to spread my wings out more because as you may know, Jordan, uh, in, in the performing worlds and that, people can just stay comfortable staying in a clique or staying in an inner circle and not develop. Uh, because when you stay in a circle and not open your eyes to the wider world, I feel that you become stagnant. And that really gave me the push to venture out further out of where I come, where I live and travel across the country. And because of that, I've learned so much more about not only about myself, but I learned so much about culture in general, learned so much about um learn more about like where I stand uh who I am in the sense that I've learned more about a touring kind of stuff and it's just like just learning how to be better and learn how to be more functional because I feel that through adversity you can then find solutions and I felt that through that adversity I found the right solutions it's a beautiful answer Uh, I really love that man thank you (laughs) Um, so, uh, like you did say there, that um, you know we're we're both um, we're both artists, um, and you were talking also there about opening yourself up. Um, I did speak about this with one of my previous guests in the first season, Matt Madrick. Um, does it actually scare you to open yourself up at times to, you know, I guess present this? I don't know if you were it's a case of of. A, vulnerability vulnerability because you're opening yourself up to um people when they go to see you at your spoken word shows and everything um does does that give you some sort of i guess sense of being scared if you will i feel near the start or towards my formative uh months performing i felt i felt felt scared and and quite nervous of being on stage in that because i um, I so I really want to know, for example, when I'm going on, for example, on open mic, rather than just suddenly sprung upon me, because mentally I need to get myself focused and ready because I want to put everything into the performance. And I feel that uh, early on I got really nervous and I felt that I kind of felt like a rabbit in the headlights, regardless if it was like 10 people in front of me or hundreds of people in front of me. It was quite jittery. But I think over time, what you learn is you learn how to be more relaxed in an environment. I feel that there's no substitute for repetition. Uh, The more times you do something, the more times you get used to it. And I feel that working hard and just, continually learning from each performance you do and how you for example you utter your words how in this zoom virtual era making sure that your camera and all your recording equipment's fine because uh for my content on my social media and my youtube 
Um, I tend to record all my performances on a separate device so to make sure that all my lighting and everything is on point. And yeah, just literally be these days, I want to be as professional as I can be because at the end of the day, when you're performing, you're not only representing yourself and representing your brand, you're representing the best version of you because essentially you're there to entertain and you're there to to invoke reactions because um as a wrestling fan at the end of the day if you're if you're like if you're like walking into the ring and no one is even reacting to you then no one's going to care and i feel that for me i really want to make sure other people care Beautiful. You, you, or you've definitely, certainly done that with um, the following. I've seen the unique uh, following you've built up. I think the Facebook's on about three thousand now. Yes, it's getting close to three point three, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's just mad. Um, but obviously, like, I wanna, I wanna, like, I want to, uh, uh, I wanna literally just, just work hard and just literally just, just try. Because I, I feel like it's it's important it's important for me to uh it's important for me to just like just keep working hard because for me i don't want to like be drawn with numbers and all that you know i don't want to be drawn with numbers because at the end of the day like numbers are numbers man you just want to keep going and just keep like getting your name out there because i feel that people are too superficial with numbers i mean i mean for example if somebody has like 10 likes and someone has 10,000. Yeah, that person is more known than the other, but doesn't mean that the other person, doesn't mean that the person with 10 likes is terrible. It just means that they're at a different part of their journey. So I think respect is very, very important in my opinion. Definitely. I've heard this saying that, um, you know, the same people you meet up are the same people you'll meet going back down. So that's the respect there that always always needs to be shown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so actually you were you were talking about working hard and everything there uh, how would you like what would you define as success I mean we've all experienced it and we all I guess it could be from you know people want a mansion or a Ferrari or but how would you define success in your personal life that you've actually experienced mm. so I think for me what's important is I just want uh to continue doing what i love doing and literally make a living from it because i feel that while um it's been nearly five years since dre zero was born but i feel for me jordan that um while i do enjoy the um the my the, the stuff that I've been doing outside of performing such as like doing graphical logos for people designing websites and that but I know that my real passion and bread and butter is performing and I just and performing writing stuff it, getting more publications out there I just really want to sustain a good living doing what I want to do and I'd rather die trying in and do my best in what I love doing than to work a nine to five job and literally be miserable about it because I know that that may come across as ungrateful. I don't think of it like that because for me, I want to, I want to, because I feel that if you want to really put yourself everything in what you want to do, then I feel that you're going to sacrifice like good money because I, I was in the care industry. Like I've made decent money in the past, but 
I I stopped doing care industry. I stopped working for companies because I want to work for myself, work for my own brand, and literally pave my way for my own future because I feel that success for me is doing your best and sustaining a living that you can be passionate about rather than working under people that deep down, like, you're disposable. I, I do feel that as well, you know, that um, when you go to, I've, I've spoke to people in the past that have said things like, oh, you know, uh, when I go to a job that I actually love, it's not a job, you know, because you want to get up, you want to go and do it because, you know, it's your passion. And when you get paid for it and you can sustain that living, uh, you never want that feeling to end, really. I mean, I've experienced that before. And I know what that must be like for you as well. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, man. You know, you've created the own brand and just keep working towards that and traveling all over the country. Right. I mean, there must have been some memorable moments for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, for real, like, honestly speaking, I um, there's been some mad, incredible tales, like, uh, like uh, amazing stories, like, for example, and this kind of what made me push myself to really work for myself. Now, I was in, I'll tell you a quick story. Like, uh, for example, I, what was it? I left um, to go to, yeah, I remember this. I left to go to Edinburgh to perform at a gig. I, fi I think I finished work in the morning and I went to Edinburgh like immediately after. Six, seven hour train ride. And then I then performed at a gig. And then immediately after the gig, I then went on the Caledonian um, sleeper train, the overnight train, where I then had to get back back home to to do a team meeting at 9 or 10 a.m. And I, I felt that I was rock and roll. And yeah, man, like other stories such as um, like, for example, like I think one of the cool part, one of the cool things I've done is I performed in San Francisco where for the 10th annual Beat Poetry Festival in, at Broadway. It was cool to go there, literally go in there for four days, um, performing for one of the days and um, and getting shouted at by American staff for only having a month left on my passport. Uh, great times. <laughs> That's beautiful. See, those are the moments oh, yeah. you just never forget. You, you don't get it in, in a nine to five, like you say. I mean, it, I personally as well don't think it's ungrateful to say that, you know, that you just go and work towards something that you love. You know, every day is a new opportunity mm -hmm. where we can go out and achieve something that is wonderful and unique. And I hope like uh, it's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast and one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on today as well. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so what was one misconception you think people wow. have about That's you? A that's interesting. Well, I mean, while deep down, uh, I don't really, I don't really care, <laughs> but um, because I feel that, um, because I feel that, like every, 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 everyone has an opinion, like they have assholes, you know what I mean? But in all seriousness, like uh, I mm. feel that I guess if there's one, if there's one, uh, uh, yeah, if there's any in terms of misconceptions and that. Uh, I feel that for me, uh, I guess people think that I'm this crazy, um, enigmatic, 
uh, live wire of an individual. I feel that the thing is, is that while my performing style could be extravagant and my mannerisms and idiolect can be, uh, let's say, extrovert and unique in a sense i feel that people i think people tend to just be impatient jordan i mean i think people unfortunately tend to make their minds up far too quickly and don't stop and think because people are sheep and unfortunately when people are sheep people will always have this perception of you and that will never erode away i mean people people grow people evolve over time i, I mean i'm sure you're a very different person than you are now 10 years ago can and and I'm a completely different person in what I have gained in the last 10 years than what I am now. And I feel literally the main misconception is um, just people just don't get me. And it's fine because it sucks to be them. Yeah, you know, you're your own person. You're unique. And, you know, I heard this quote. Uh, I'm not sure if it was actually from him, but the quote said it went across something like... Um, they laugh at me because I'm different and I laugh at them because they're all the same. And I, and the person at the bottom, it was quoted by, it said, Kurt Cobain. I'm not sure if it was, but I a hundred percent see what you mean. You know, you might look different or you might act different, but you know, you're being yourself, you're being, you're oh. free. You're not chained down by any sort of rules or anything like that. So that's beautiful that you, you're not chained down by any of that. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so how do you continue to evolve in this world to learn new things that help you for future endeavors that can range from beauty, positivity and new potentials? I guess this can kind of go on from what we yeah, were speaking about I mean, with the adversity. I mean, here's the thing, right? I feel that I'm open. I'm open to spreading my wings. I mean, uh, uh, there there is an alternate universe of Dre's era that is a big fan of fantasy football. So for all those are Americans listening in and that is soccer not nfl um so say so for example I mean, just so i clarify uh just but no for example um just literally just enjoying what i'm doing man like i've been i've been um i've been special guest on fantasy football shows just talking about fantasy football talk about my teams uh i've been i've i've hosted shows i've I've been in, I've been in, like, I've been interviewed. I've interviewed people on my podcast. I, I've been, I've been, I've been literally lived a blessed life, but I feel that I want to keep pushing forward and paving my own way and paving my own path because I feel that just, I feel like you should definitely have fun along the way. Like it's all, it's never going to be like, it's never going to be perfect because that is life. But I'd rather I'd rather live through imperfection, but getting what I want to do in my life uh, than than living living through this utopia because there's no such thing as utopia because because there is dystopia around you. But we choose to have ignorance as bliss because people just tend to not deal with their own issues. But yeah, I think I think honestly, like opportunities opportunity is there if you really want it. I mean. It, it, it may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but if you really want something, I truly believe you will get it by hook or by crook. That's beautiful. Thank you. Your answers have been wonderful. Yeah, I, 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 I do my thing in it, yeah. <laughs> 
Of course, man, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, so you say that um, people tend to look at the ignorance as bliss. And from what I've seen as well, they do um, seem to look at that as well. Um, how do you feel that people can actually, I guess, look towards the truth instead of being ignorant or turn a blind eye to something? Because, you know, it's more of a comforting, tr- uh, a comforting <laughs> so lie than the hard truth. I think people don't spend enough time in being reflective on themselves i feel that uh and i have been guilty of this myself hence why i'm talking about this from my own personal perspective here i felt that there is issues with individuals and there's issues in regards with people that don't deal with what they need to do in their life because i feel that people are either scared, they want to hide away from fears, or they just don't want to deal with it because it's much easier and cushy to just, to just you know, let bygones be bygones and that. But I feel that what then happens is that I feel that if you don't do that, then there is a sense of um, loss. There is a sense of um, there is a sense of draining within you because you then continue to live this superficial life of which you know deep down that things aren't right and when that equilibrium is messed up then what's the point because I feel that in essence you might as well just do what you want to do say what you want to say because at the end of the day like yeah there will be situations where things are not going to be easy and you've got to make these hard decisions but you've got to ask yourself what is most important to you? Because at the end of the day, no matter where, who you have in your life, whether you're a parent, whether you have family yourself, uh, whether you have codependents or whatever, looking after number one is the most important thing. And I think that people lose sight of that. And I think for me, I think people need to realize that otherwise, otherwise you're fucked, man. You're screwed because... Like if you can't if you can't look after if you can't look after yourself, how the hell are you gonna look after other people? You know? And yes, yes, there is there is massive, massive improvements in regards to mental health and the stigmatization of it has been eroded to an extent, but more work needs to be done. And essentially speaking, people need to just talk more. And I know it's not easy to do at the at the best of times, but if you talk about it then at least someone knows, at least someone cares and give a damn because the bottle up inside, it's just going to be a raging inferno once you let it all out and then it could just be uncontrollable and it's better to just control yourself and move your own path forward rather than extraneous circumstances uh, pushing you without you wanting to do so. Like you're literally anchored and I'd rather be shackles off and doing what I want to do and be the best person I can be. Because if you're not the best person you can be, then what what is the point of living? Like, like I'd ra- I always want to operate as close to 100% as possible. That's a beautiful way to put it. That really is, you know. It was going back to what you were saying about, you know, if you can't look after yourself, uh, how can you look, you look after others? Um, I said, I guess in a sense, make this world a better place because, you know, we've always, uh, and again, what you were saying, a massive, massive 
excuse me, massive, massive steps in, like, you know, how we look at mental health, how we treat mental health, how, how we can speak to each other about it and the services that are there for us nowadays. And even we've evolved so much, you know, even I've heard stories about, you know, people who were schizophrenic or uh, any other sort of issue that they had inside them mentally they were just put in an asylum and then they were given a lobotomy and how we've come from that to you know 24 7 services with our nhs you know we can speak about it you know people are suffering so it's good how we've evolved like that um so i wanted to also talk to you uh, you said about hosting shows um i wanted to talk to you a bit more about your podcast um can you talk to me about like what you want to try and get a, a, the main message um what inspired it essentially well jordan i mean when it comes to uh the podcast especially um i'm really proud of it uh i felt that through my experiences and what i want to talk about on that uh i really started to really love podcasts where initially there was this uh Laws of Pain podcast radio, the now called Wrestling Headlines, where I talk, I listen to people such as the Doc Chad Matthews. I've listened to people like uh, the Dan Implicat, of which uh, I'll talk about him later, and uh, various other people, uh, Rich Ladder, James Boyd. They are they are my guys when it comes to talking about wrestling, and uh, because and because of that, and also because I was listening to other podcasts as well, I really wanted to start my own, and I thought that I wanted to be unscripted, I wanted to say what I want to say, I want to do my own thing. So that's why the Dre Zero Uncensored podcast began in 2016. But I felt that towards the end of 2017, I just felt burnt out by it. For I don't know, I think that's also an indictment as to just where I was by the end of 2017, because uh, legit Jordan, like, I when my book came out in 2017 and I did my whole UK tour with my one-off date in a... Uh, in San Fran, literally, um, literally, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, uh, literally, I'll, I'll just, I'll just read up to you very, very quickly. Like, what was it? It, it was a mad thing. Yeah, I've got it here. Right. So, yeah, no worries, no worries. It's all good. Take your yeah, time, so, my friend. Legit speaking, yeah, 2017. So, yeah, so when, when the book came out, the book came out, and um, I was doing, and I was doing mad tour. Right, I'll go from May. The book came out in June, but from May, I went to Lincoln, Isle of Wight, Swindon, Canterbury, Chatham, Salford, Ipswich, Basildon, Margate, um, Dudley in the Midlands, and then in June, I was in I was in Madison's Williams um, radio show in Zach FM in June. I then went to Bury St Edmunds and Ipswich and Southend and Canterbury then. Lincoln, Worcester, Sheffield, Glasgow, Cardiff, Derby. Literally, that was between the start of May to the end of June. I went to all them places and I I was still working at another job at the time. And after all that kind of period, I literally felt burnt out by the podcast, man. Like, legit speaking, that podcast really exhausted me by around episode 26, uh, around episode 25, 26. And, uh, yeah, um, talking about the damn implicat. Um, yeah, he's a uh, that that cool guy. On the last episode of the podcast, before I revived it back in 2020, um, we actually we actually did an episode together. It was a mad, it was mad. Yeah, myself and myself and uh, the damn implicat. We literally just talked wrestling for two and a bit hours. And uh, back in those days, my recording technology was pants. So happily for him, because my recording technology 
went went bust. Um, he he recorded the episode for me. He just sent it to me, so that was good. But yeah, um, what what? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get. Uh, yeah, people can find me uh, if you just type in Dre Zero Uncensored on uh, on YouTube. You'll find it, or you just search it on Spotify. It's on most other podcast stations apart from apple because i just find apple syndication a mad thing uh but yeah um bringing it back in 2020 jordan was really amazing because i brought it back with a co-host which is which is jackie hyde who is a professional wrestler uh wrestled for doa wrestling in the uk and yeah he's a great guy we were in every episode talking and um from episode 50 last year we brought along dan petter as a co-host and that's cool uh I still have one-on-one interview episodes because Jack and Dan aren't around all the time. So, uh, and and the fact that um, when it's one-on-one, one-on-one, um, it's um, in my opinion, I feel like I like the one-on-one format, so I don't want to lose that when I'm interviewing some uh, interviewing someone, but. I also love the balance of, for example, we have a guest, we have three of us chatting. It's also great as well. I just love that balance. And uh, also by having co-hosts as well, I don't have to have, uh, we don't have to have a special guest like every every week. Uh, but also it's really cool because Jack has been a re- really good to me uh, during this pandemic. And I felt, I felt, I feel it's like a bro to me now. Like he's a real bro to me. And Dan, I've known Dan for nearly three decades now. He's like my closest friend I have. He's my he's my bro. He's my best friend, and it's great they're on this journey together. Wow, that's beautiful. So, like, is there is there a new, uh, I guess, goal for the podcast? Uh, I just feel, I just feel the most. Um, I just feel for me, um, Jordan, that I guess the goal is just to just just have fun and enjoy because I think what the most important thing is for the podcast for us, especially for Jack and Dan, because uh, Dan is a key worker and uh, Jack, he's, he's feeling a whole crock of shit because his job is wrestling. You can't wrestle in the pandemic, you know, because you can't wrestle like, I mean, wrestling is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, for indie, like, uh, like for example, I know WWE is wrestling in front of like virtual cameras, but they have their millions and millions. The, the level of wrestling, indie wrestling, you need crowds to generate the revenue. So he can't wrestle because there's no point in putting on shows because no no book is going to operate on a loss on a massive loss. So yeah, like so yeah, it really is good that we're all like supporting each other, and I think that's the most important thing, just to support each other and have fun. I mean. I don't want to really set up a goal, really, just to enjoy ourselves and have fun. Definitely. Going on from what you were saying, though, you know, even pulling together, especially in these times as well, I've seen so many things about, you know, how we as a society have pulled together in such difficult times for others who have perhaps lost their jobs or, you know, they've got to go and mm-hmm. work in the NHS for countless, countless hours to try and fight this pandemic. And it is... It, um, you know, even though there might be a lot of negativity on the news, if you look close enough, you can see a lot of positivity that has come out of this as well as us as a society. Mad, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I mean, I was never expecting anything like this. But you know what? We're almost there. The mm, vaccines have I mean, come and mm, see what happens. I mean, I feel that if anyone's listening to this, I feel my prediction is going to stand. Uh, I predicted this months ago because I knew that the whole Christmas mixing thing is going to affect things and colder weather. Like, unfortunately, 
Uh, I think that's going to play into the hands of the virus. And even though there's this new variant that is uh, either originated from South Africa, originated from Kent, whatever, right? Um, regardless, I think even if we still had that, I think it would have still, I think it would have still been bad. Probably not as bad, but still, like, it's mad. I think that things will start turning in mid-February, and I predict, going to put my neck on the line here, I think that things will be opening up, like, properly. <laughs> we'll turn the tide in mid-Feb, and I think by the, either the end of March or the end of April, I think we will see a level of normality back. But I think that, I think normality normality is in the eye of the beholder i don't think that what we perceive as normal they'll just become a new normal in my eyes i love these answers man they're beautiful <laughs> um so carrying on with your spoken word which um i've loved talking to you about at the moment uh, it's been absolutely fantastic um so please tell me more about the name Drezera um and what it oh. means to you Definitely. There's a, I, I love the um, costume that goes along with it as well. Is that, uh, you said the name Dre was um, inspired, inspired by the Castlevania. With the whole kind of Dre Zera thing, for me, I, the, the kind of outfits, I find it very important to um, express yourself in whatever way. I mean, I've been influenced by various stuff, uh, Jordan, like, for example, the 2017 get up was heavily inspired I'm actually going back to my 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 ex uh becky she was well into cyber gothic fashion and uh, that really brought me into loving cyber gothic fashion too mainly from cyber dog i yeah, love it I'm, I'm happy that you're expressing yourself here today as well my friend just uh, could have been anywhere yeah. in the world doing anything but you're here today so thank you <laughs> um so please talk more about your influences i guess from uh, i guess what made you actually want to start spoken word was there um i guess a, a curiosity into what makes us who we are as humans and everything mm. like that i think that um, to have positivity I think you should really strike a chord in balance. I think, I think what really wanted, what really talked about me with poetry is that in poetry, it's very, uh, it's very, very deep in the sense that you can literally, you can literally be yourself and say, obviously there are obviously things that you should never even like, you know, do poems about like for example like if you're if you're if you're if you're like a pro protester of what happened at the white house um the other day or in the month of january wherever you're listening to in 2021 then man you should not even like pro do that because that's terrible and that but you know like common sense stuff but in all respect like like yeah uh, i thought that was really cool but interestingly i'm not really uh I'm not really that influenced per se from that many poets and performers that much, really. I mean, I, I, I mean, there are some that are really amazing. Like, I'm a big fan of Alex Vellis, uh, um, Kathy Carson. I really do like uh, Special Kim, uh, Special Kim, Special K. Her actual name's Kimberly, but Special K is awesome. There are some amazing artists out there, but I think I'm. Uh, music, uh, as you as you may know, Jordan, as a massive passion of mine. Like, I mean, I mean, music is what makes the world go round, and I think that uh, music is such a massive, massive passion. I mean, for example, I'm a massive fan of Trivium. For example, love Trivium. 
uh, Trivium, uh, Trivium, my favorite bands are, I love, I just love, I, uh, yeah, music is such a big passion to me, man. Like, that's a massive influence. Like, cause that's why the cinematic spoken word videos I do that I, that I edit myself. Um, I want to always have that music in the background because I think music really makes the world go around. And yeah, actors like Will Smith and that. Uh, I also love my sports. So people like Lewis Hamilton and co, they influence me too because what they do, they sacrifice, they sacrifice themselves and they achieve greatness. And I feel whatever it is I achieve, I honestly feel, I honestly feel that I'm going to achieve it. Whatever that is, I'm going to do it. That's a beautiful mindset to have. You know, there might be some negative things that might hit you in your day and bring that adversity, but you know, you've always still got the, yeah, you've, you've still, still got, got the engine going, you know, just, you're never going to stop, just, right? Just go do it. <laughs> it's like, like the being cured because I think like end of the day, like, of course, got to keep that fire going because if you don't have that fire, then you're just going to be put out. That's, that's, and that's the crux of the matter. Like you want to keep, just want to keep like, just going to keep rising. Yeah, keep rising, keep going up, up and up. <laughs> um, so with some of my previous guests in the season, I've spoke to my guests about them writing and what they hope to get out of what they write. Uh, what I wanted to know from you was, would you say spoken word, what, what would you say spoken word means to you personally? And how do you hope what you write or have written in the past makes our world a better place? What spoken word means to me is I believe that spoken word is a safe place where you can express whatever you want to say, whatever's pissing you off, whatever's making you happy, whatever's making you love the world, whatever's making you hate the world. I think it gives you that plethora of that plethora of you know balance that plethora that you know you have an outlet and i think that's something that should never be undermined um but what i want to get out of it for people i mean i don't really i'm not really the kind of individual that wants to think like oh they need to that people need to think like this or people need to um react like this i just want people to just enjoy what i do i uh, just enjoy what i want to do like People enjoy it cool. If people don't, it's cool. Like, you're still chatting about me. So, like, that's the thing. Like, that's what I mean. Like, for me, I just want to enjoy it. And I think that in itself, that in itself is a blessing in itself. Like, just people enjoying it. And that, that, that to me, that to me means the world. Because that to me is the best feeling that people, people are into your stuff. But at the end of time, people chatting about you. Like, people chat about you. You're winning the battle because... You can't, you can't even get them. They, they can't even move fast enough into your dictionary. And that to me is, I mean, I don't, I don't, deep down, I don't really, like I said, I don't really care about people's agendas over people or whatever. Like it's their life. They want to live a small life. It's fine. But like, just like, just enjoyment. And I think that to me is, that to me is what people, I want people to feel when they you know just something because something is better than nothing that's beautiful yeah i can totally totally agree with that you know when you even if you're feeling i guess angry mm -hmm. or something it's just better than nothing because it makes you feel a, it makes you feel human you know it's who we are we're not going to be t1000s from 
Skynet and no emotion or anything, you know. <laughs> so uh, would you say your journey into spoken word and your success that you have had come with it has made you more curious? I honestly think that we, we as creatures, uh, we uh, as creatures, right, we um, are social creatures by nature, right? Now there are introvert people, there are extrovert people, omnivert people within that spectrum but um ambivert sorry but uh but yeah uh but i feel for me like i just want to just i legit like for me that it's made me feel curious because i think that there are many stories to tell and i think that people people like they need to keep asking these questions and i think these questions are very very important in life because i think that without asking these big questions then like we we will never find the answer to what we need and i feel that with poetry with music because uh even though music is not my bane jam i have jammed with it with uh some music videos myself uh so yeah i just think that it's really important to literally really just express yourself because what is life without expression right a hundred percent true you know if you can't express yourself like a like we were saying you know it's better than feeling nothing that you can't you can't just go through your day feeling like a t1000 from skynet or just like that you feel like there's nothing inside you you know you you always need to feel something that it just makes you feel alive alive. oh my good god Dude, oh my God, you've just met, I've got, oh, when we finish our chat today, I'm so checking that out. That music video, um, that where they're all gathered around on the top of the roof and the camera is doing a 360 pan of the entire group and then Katy Perry just comes in. Apparently, no, Katy Perry was never P.O.D.'s backup singer, as confirmed. It was a massive rumour, oh. though. However, 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 there was a one-off single, apparently 2006, that did have at the time a 21-year-old Katy Perry, allegedly. Allegedly, it was, um, ah, uh, she she did, she may have been in one, yeah. Um, yeah, so goodbye for now, blah, 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 blah. Features a 21-year-old Katy Perry vamping over the final chorus of the song, yeah. Um, alive and goodbye for now, different songs, but that's mad. Something, something new I've learned. Thank you. I'm glad I could help. Well, I, I just, I, I definitely wanted to be sure if it was alive or another one, but um, yeah. So coming towards the end of the show, um, I'm really thankful for you taking the time out. Um, got a couple more questions. So, um, what three moments have stood out to you in your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, life. Uh, Sorry, well, I didn't want to go too deep. My I friend. guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I think significant. All right. So. Um, I mean, interestingly, negatives can turn to positive. So I won't go into too much details. The first one, but the first one, um, true story. Um, I was uh, wrongfully arrested by somebody in 2012. Uh, this was like um, over eight years ago now uh, for something that I never did. Uh, this individual completely fabricated everything try to make my life living hell living shit i thought i trusted this person uh this person meant a lot to me beforehand uh, for a time but 
unfortunately showed their true colours. But what happened after is that I bettered myself because even though it made me feel absolutely terrible, I bettered myself in the sense that that really woke me up, that there are really terrible and nasty people in the world. And even the even the uh, police, even the police said that, oh, we really apologise because we found no evidence and re and they actually said to me uh would you want to would you want to actually press uh charges to this person and i thought you know what nah because the way i see it is that yeah i could have completely ruined this individual's life or wrongfully getting me in trouble uh for their own like ulterior motives but i felt to myself you know what nah because the thing is is that just like the film Frozen, I just wanted to let it go. Just let it go. Even though, like, in the years that's gone past, it has affected me a little bit. But these days, I'm, I'm relaxed about it because because it's made me feel stronger. And to get that inner strength within, sometimes you have to go through the deepest of shits to get the highest of highs. Uh, that's number one. The uh, second thing is... Um, hmm, the second thing is that really changed me, I think what changed me is going on that stage for that first time. Um, Joe, performing for the first, it was actually this month, five years ago, that I, uh, performing as myself, going on stage um, yeah, in our in my local town, uh, performing, uh, performing uh, some poems off my mobile phone. It felt good. It felt good, man. Like, I felt, it felt good. It felt the audience really liked me. I felt, uh, I felt very shy and a bit shaken. Uh, I remember the very, I remember the life. Um, you know, you know when you get them. Um, you know when you perform on stage and you get like them lights. Do you feel hotter than usual? You know what I mean. Like when the lights like project to you. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! All the time. <laughs> if I didn't have that experience, and that that catalyzed me into doing what I do now, the question is, would I be Dre Zera if that experience never happened? I don't know. Uh, the honest answer is, I don't know. But it really achieved so much of my dreams and aspirations. And thirdly, thirdly, um, one thing that really was pretty cool, and I think that really catalyzed me and catapulted me into visiting different countries, like outside of performing, especially. So I was in Barcelona uh, at the back end of 2012, uh, because I used to be in a Yu-Gi-Oh team called the Red Star Alliance, and me and two, and uh, me and two of my friends, Zach and Tom, were members of the Red Star Alliance. Uh, we, uh, us three, we went to Barcelona for a big Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, YCS Barcelona. There was like, I believe there was like, like around eight hundred to a thousand people in attendance in this big event. And even though I didn't do well, uh, the day before, I went to the Parc de Guel in Barcelona, which is like the highest, like, if you literally go on the right at the top of the steps, you can see the whole view of Barcelona. And uh, what happened there is that I had a whole look at Barcelona, I had a big view of Barcelona, and I thought to myself, you know what, I deserve far better than what I get in my life, and that really made me want to venture out and travel far more. And yeah, that really, that really promoted my big love of travel, especially since that was my first time that I traveled abroad without my parents as well. So that was kind of, that was kind of rad. And thirdly, 
I just think I think the love love in itself is really that's something that really has helped me. Um, I won't go too much here, but I feel that what's significant is that when you find someone special in your life or when you find someone that is truly amazing, I think that can only do you a world of good. Now, I hope I don't jinx it and I hope that uh, longevity does exist in my life in that regard. But yeah, that can only make you feel much happier within yourself. Beautiful answers, my friend. Beautiful answers. Wow. You know, even when you were saying about being arrested, you know, that's how you can turn a negative into a positive. You can learn from that, you know, you know, or how you can be the bigger person in uh, terrible situations. That's, I've really enjoyed having you on today. I really don't want to let you go. <laughs> learn at least one new thing every day. It could be about yourself. It could be about the world. It could be something you read from a book. But yeah, learn something new because I think that knowledge is power and power is knowledge. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, so what words of wisdom from your experience in life would you offer to anyone who is listening today who may be finding it difficult to find mm. the power to change certain things to better I themselves? I honestly think, uh, Jordan, that the best way that you can better yourself, and I think this can be, this can be applied to every single one of us, is honesty honesty is the most important thing you know i think being honest with yourself that's the best way you can be and uh that's it really that's that's the best thing you can be and 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 hopefully jordan uh that's the most important thing really like just to be honest with yourself because i feel that in life if you're not honest with yourself then you can't be honest with anyone and i think that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, for example, I may have screwed up in the past. Yeah, I may have messed up, but at least, you know what? At least I'm going to deal with it. At least I'm going to sort it. And you know what? Being honest with yourself, that can really pave the way and open new doors for you. Like you can never imagine. This is like, you know, it's really a deep dive into like really deep questions. And it's like, really great that this, this can't there needs to be more podcasts like this in my opinion you know oh, thank you so much that really means a lot like um when it, when i try and write these questions i try and keep them as unique as possible and you know um as special to each individual guest who comes on or who has come on so far i guess and um that that really does mean a lot coming from you so yeah, thank I, you, I really, thank I really and, uh, appreciate that my and, friend thank and, you yeah and, um, and for the like, support as well it, it is mad because I, I really this 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 needs to this um i mean tell i know this is like i know i i'm not the host i'm i'm the interviewee but uh what really what made you decide to do this in the first place because i know this began for you i believe last year in 2020 what what really gave you that push to start this podcast well, wow, that's it. You know, I always love when people ask me things like that as well, that um, they're a bit curious about me. Um, uh, it was in uh, in the middle, I think it was about April, June, May time, I guess. I was listening to a podcast called uh, Carry the Fire. The host is a guy called Dustin Kensru. Um, and he he speaks to his guests about a lot of very interesting things and how they deal with 
who they are as individuals and um, how they, I guess, can, can overcome adversity, like the things we've spoke about today. And it's really, it really sort of triggered something for me to say, you know, it, I've always been curious about what makes us who we are, you know, what, um, if I like one thing, then it will branch off into another. And if I like this particular song, or I, if I like this particular piece of food, it will make me an individual person. And those small things, you know, it, it can create such a unique individual. So I, I was really curious to actually get sit someone down see what their beliefs are their views and ultimately i guess for everyone who listens to these episodes i think i'm on about 700 plays if i'm not mistaken i'd have to check the analytics um but i've I've seen messages and people saying you know the interviews that i've conducted with my guests have been really inspirational and made them think to live in a unique way that my guests have spoke about, you know, so I'm glad that I can inspire others and such in the world, I guess. (laughs) Uh, You were just saying it's wonderful. And I think it is because I think, like I said, I think we do need to ask these big questions. And I think that the world is a massive place. And you imagine there's over 7 billion people on this planet. Just imagine every single mind that, that can be interviewed. I know you can't interview 7 billion people, but like getting deep minds because I think that's the way the world should roll. Like asking these big questions. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it would be nice to interview seven billion people, but I don't think I'd have the time to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I hopefully maybe you know, in, just want to inspire and you know make sure people know that it's not all that bad. You know, there might be times of adversity. There might be times of hardship, loss something you could never get back but it's not all that bad and you will get through it you know (laughs) it's been an honor to have you on so and with a beautiful deep dive with our guy jordan so if you want to check out my stuff then go check out dre zero uncensored podcast if you just type in dre zero uncensored go for it i'm sure all the links will be in the description of this podcast but yes also check out my main channel dre zero which oh i forgot to mention uh dre zero uncensored 9 a.m pst 5 p.m uk time oh yeah um every monday and on the Dre Zero main channel every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. UK time every Wednesday. Guaranteed amazing video. Unless someone someone threw me some COVID, but don't worry, I'm all safe. I'm all fine. I'm well, I'm well hidden away from society. Um, no more big crowds. I'm not gonna rock up in Tesco anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, what other stuff is there? Yes, I am also a contributor and also one of the admins for one of the hottest fantasy football channels right now, that FPL Lounge. Go search up that FPL Lounge on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and now Facebook. Check them out, my friends. They're a lovely bunch of guys with Llama, Boona, and Bench Points. They're lovely people and great contributors. Big guests, like, uh, big guests as big as the guests on this show. So, yeah, check them out and keep it zero as I... Thank you for checking out today's episode. If you enjoyed, please consider dropping a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, and share with a friend. It all means so much to me. Thank you. See you in the next one.